The views expressed on the Badge to the Bone podcast, while often accurate and sometimes even funny, are not intended to represent the official positions of any law enforcement, public safety agency, or their employees. So lighten up. This podcast contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and nudity. Okay, maybe not the last two. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Badge to the Bone Podcast. I'm Denny. I'm Al. And we are ready to kick off yet another episode. We are back. As always, we have a lot to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump right on in. Wow. We uh we got a lot to talk about tonight. Um We all know that we just had the active shooter situation in Nashville that left six folks dead. Um we went back or back and forth and we were like we got to talk about this one. We got to talk about this one. This was when we were planning our uh what our next episode was going to be. So uh this is going to be, well, buckle up and uh, <laughs> <laughs> buckle up, take the wheel, plastic Jesus. Uh, we may end up hurting some feelings on this one. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Well, um, that's what this is for. Yeah, yeah. And this is going to be almost be a little bit like a podcast stream of consciousness kind of thing tonight. <laughs> um, but so we know we had the shooting. Okay, yep. and uh, we we had three adults, three innocent adults, and three innocent little children that that were killed in this. Uh, Catherine Kuntz, Cynthia Peak, and Mike Hill from the school, and then the three children. And I, I'm not going to read their names here, but. Um, we know who they are and their families do more importantly. And then we had Audrey Hale. This, this is the, the shooter. Um, and I'm torn, Denny. I'm torn. I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm torn. We've talked about it because you know, at, at the same time, you, you know, obviously there's a mental health thing. We talk about mental health issues here. We do. Um, that, that's a big part of what we do. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. And so, so, and, and I, and I look at it like this. Um, if, if you're contemplating suicide, if, if that's on your mind, you have suicidal ideation for the love of God, get help. And there are people there that can and will help you. Absolutely. Okay? If you actually commit suicide and, um, you know, that's something you do on your own, you know, may whatever you believe in have mercy on your soul because that's a loss. It is. It is. If you decide that you're going to commit suicide and in doing so, you are going to take innocent lives and you are going to use those of us in law enforcement 
uh, to facilitate your mm-hmm. fucked up plan, then frankly, you're an evil piece of shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have no patience or sympathy for that. Nope. Nope. And, you know, I, I did see um, there was an article out there, and I, I didn't really take notes. I didn't really give, put a lot of stock in it, but there was, you know, different groups have come out and tried to you know, make certain statements on it. But there was a group that talked about that, you know, being a, a, a dual tragedy, a tragedy in the loss of life and, and the situation, and then the dual tragedy of the the perpetrator of that feeling that they had no way to express themselves or to be heard or be seen other than commit committing evil evil basically yeah. acts of violence and taking lives of others and and i yeah i just dismissed that because that that's not a person that i haven't been seen or i'm not seen or i need to be heard that's just evil no, that's and, all that is and, and, and by all accounts this person was troubled no doubt um you know they they obviously had some sort of identity issues going on. I'm not I'm not going down that rabbit hole, but it's mental health. You know, yeah. Mental um health. and um according to the things that came out in the news today, uh, as we sit here recording this, they'd planned this for hundred and fifty days. Yeah. You believe that? hundred and fifty days. Yep. Um and had uh and the only thing that we know thus far is that they had a unspecified uh, emotional disorder. I would say that is the understatement of the the year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I said, you you want to be sympathetic to people that are that are having genuine issues. Well, but sure. I, I just I have no patience for this. Sure. No, I mean, it, it's hard to. Uh, I mean, you're exactly right. You want to be sympathetic. You want to understand it. You know, people are, are going through different things, and whether it's identity issues or just depression in general, and those are difficult. It's difficult to handle. But when you take that and decide to turn that into violence against them. Not just violence. I mean, just straight up murder. And yeah. Murder of children. Then it's hard to maintain any kind of sympathy. No. It's, um, it's hard to divert your anger. You, you took me from somebody who is willing to be sympathetic to whatever you're going through. Yep. To you can just go rot in hell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, and I think that's a, a reaction that many people have but obviously we're going to talk tonight about a host of issues associated with both this and active shooter situations um and and how we maybe look to deal with this as a country because you're hearing a lot of things and there's a lot of things in the press frankly that are bullshit no. Yeah. <laughs> no. You mean the news is not telling the truth? I, I, I'm I'm saying that that we have a difference of opinion, for sure. They're not just fucking liars. But no. Well, okay, they're fucking liars. <laughs> <sighs> not all. Yeah. Um. So, you know, do you think there were any warning signs for this kid? It had to be. Had to be. Shit bag. And, that, and and I'm sorry. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to say it. We said it. Uh, That's right. We said it. Uh, they were a good student. They were described as hardworking. They enjoyed playing video games, watching movies, exercising, loved animals. People, not so much, but loved oh. animals. Uh, described as a loner. Uh, very emotionally sensitive, but gradually started isolating. Oh. Now, that last part was one that I think... There's there's like a common denominator with some of the folks that do this isolation. Yeah, 
the people that start withdrawing, withdrawing even more. And that's probably right. Um, you know, I, I don't. I think it's a fair to, statement. Yeah, and I, I don't profess to be somebody who has a, a, a specialty in threat assessments of that sort, but. I well, I mean, I, 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 so that withdrawal is a big symptom. I mean, that's a, that's a symptom for a lot of mental health disorders. I mean, just depression in itself, you know, withdrawal comes with that. You start withdrawing from yeah. family, friends, activities, things you used to do. That, that, that's, that's a big sign, but it is a sign for a lot of disorders. Yeah, yeah. And, and apparently, like, one thing I read, like, they'd, they'd have these emotional breakdowns hmm. um, uh, was constantly eating lunch in like a storage room just just well, see that's really strange odd. behavior and that's that's really odd and that's things that i think should start triggering uh, what's going on but but are you you talking about somebody who's like really like emotionally you know all to pieces or somebody who's you know gonna go out and again shoot people in the face and there's a big chasm in between there is right so that's what we know and now how this went down, um, I, I, we got to speak to that. Okay. okay. Yep. So I believe it was 12 minutes between the time that they shot up the front yep. doors. Yep. Right. That's how she got and access. The, and the call, came, access. Yep, call came out Yep. Uh, to the time that uh, the shooter's uh, pronouns reverted to was, were. 12 minutes. 12 minutes to 12 minutes 12 minutes from call goes out yep shooter's dead okay yeah so i mean that, and that's probably pretty pretty standard i, I mean when you're talking about response times, yeah no i think that i think it from the time you're getting a call that dispatch is receiving that call they get the information they're putting it out on the radio the close off i mean that's, <clears throat> that's I, I, it's, that's what it should be that's yeah, sure. know, depending on distances and things like that sure uh, more importantly to me than than the overall time factor was the what nashville pd did when they got there well they did exactly what they were supposed to do it was fucking fantastic yeah they did exactly what they were supposed to do those officers responded exactly how they were trained they reverted to their training and they reacted and I was definitely thankful that they reacted the way they did because, I mean, they prevented much more loss of life. But, you know, we've had incidents before where law enforcement has not responded like they should. Um, we're or, looking at you, Uvalde. So, Uvalde School District Police Department. So, I mean, yes. And incidents like that are, are a, a black eye for law enforcement because law enforcement does not respond. And I, I, I have, again... Just like with the shooter, I have no sympathy for Ubaldi. I, I mean, I, I, th I think there's a lot of lot going on in that. I think their leadership was horrible. Well, sure, we could break that down and, and, and find, you know, the issues that went wrong in there. But bottom line is Nashville PD, those officers were prepared. Obviously, they were prepared, you know, tactically for that, and they were prepared mentally to handle that. And that's a huge thing is, is they were prepared mentally to do what they had to do and you can watch the body worn camera and you see him going in and it's not the prettiest because i mean when those things happen it's it's not going to be no textbook no beautiful pretty but it was it was very well done i mean they i can't say enough those guys it, it, it was absolutely amazing absolutely they, amazing. they were fucking right on point and, and you, took and care you, of business and you see these guys because i think like in uvalde and and again i'm going to harp on that um the the um i think their chief was like oh no we need 
more armor. We need shields. We need they, no. New, you, Nashville. They went straight in. You see one guy go past. He's got. He's armed with a handgun. He's wearing a a, a riot helmet. Like I. I mean, I appreciate the thought. You know, and and he's he's prepared. But that's not stopping anything. But but he's in the building. Mm-hmm. He's doing his thing. That's right. That's right. They they they. They just they did it right, and and then when they came, when they sliced the pie, and they came around the corner, yep. and and they they saw the shooter, and it was gone. Yep, down, gone. Well, you know, I'll throw out there for all the naysayer shit bags on fucking law enforcement that want to just pummel law enforcement and defund and take away, and you know, that's what you're going to take away because. You can sit there and bitch and moan all day long that, well, they don't do anything on their shift. They sit in their car all day long. We're paying them too much money. You know, we hire too many officers. They're just riding around writing speed tickets. You know what? When you fucking need them, that's when you need them. Couldn't you just shoot her in the leg? Yeah, no, I don't couldn't, want to hear couldn't, that, couldn't, I don't couldn't, want to hear that bullshit. Couldn't you just use your taser? No, we're not even go down that road because we are going to upset some people. But, <laughs> you know police are, are fighting for pay increases they're fighting for their benefits they're, they're trying to make the job more attractive to get higher good people you need good people and yeah you know on your garden variety day sure you know you don't need super cop no doubt i mean your garden variety day but when you need them you fucking need them yeah and the garden variety I mean, day is pretty much that's most of the time but you don't ever know when that garden variety day is going to be. When somebody is going to flip Nashville. the o- Yeah, exactly. Somebody's going to flip the oh shit switch. And and when you, ne- you need the best that are responding. And luckily for the Covenant School and lucky for Nashville, they got the best that day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, um, you know, if, if you haven't seen the body cam from Nashville, it's, 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 it's amazing. I mean, it has been all over the news. They're holding up uh, Officer Rex Engelbert. Uh, he was the officer with the AR. And Detective uh, Michael Colazzo, uh, armed with a handgun. They're holding him up as, as, as the kind of the, 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 the hero officers. But, but frankly, every officer that responded there is, is worthy of, of hero status. Right. I mean, it looked like everybody was prepared to do what they had to do. Those two ended up being in the position to take care of business. Right. And they did. Right. And they did, and which is which is good. So you know, one of the things that, that when this broke off, right? And I, and I this is this is cynical me talking. Okay, um, you're free to talk here. <laughs> <laughs> how um, how we can stop this situation? Right. And there, um, I it, 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 this is where it gets crazy, and and this is where I start to lose my patience yet again. I know where you're going. You're right. So it is the issue of how do we prevent the next Nashville, right? And we need common sense gun control. See, this is where people's feelings might get hurt. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna start right here, and then we're gonna spend some time exploring this one. All right. Um, things like what. Uh, President Biden has proposed with this uh, banning assault weapons, banning high capacity magazines. This, I'm just going to say it, this will not fix the problem. Let me repeat, this will not fix the problem. 
it just gives you a warm and fuzzy feeling that something's been done. That's all it's going to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. At, at face value, it's... we got to do something to protect our phony baloney so jobs. It's knee-jerk reactions. It's not going to do. Okay. So, you know, and I, I know Denny and I both feel very strongly about this issue. Um, obviously, we're doing a podcast uh, that, that focuses on, on mental health-related issues, specifically for law enforcement. But, you know, when you look at it, it's indicative of a broader problem. Yes. Um, and, and I mentioned this on a, a, a preview, or I think it was our last show, that, that uh, in my humble opinion, I think it is the number one problem facing the country right now. Oh, I agree. I agree. Mm. I mean, look at everything. It's around me. I mean, it's, it is in everything that's having an issue. Yeah. It I, touches everything. It, 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 until you fix that, everything is going to be a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can just tell you just before I got out, the number of mental health calls that I went on, I mean, it, it, it was probably was a tremendous difference. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, I remember being on an evening shift and we might get a mental health call maybe once a week, you know, my, every couple of shifts, maybe you get one, you know, it was it was you know, very infrequent. And then as I was leaving every night, every night and more than one. Oh, yeah. And we were doing mental health transports every night. Oh, yeah. You go, well, we were talking. I mean, they had to hire officers overtime to help with oh, yeah. the number of transports. And, and, and we were talking before we went on the air that, um, um, you know, we, we have a level level one trauma center in our town that has a large psychiatric facility attached to it that takes what in our state we call uh, ECOs, emergency custody orders. Um, if you've been deemed through a mental health uh, related reason that you are going to be a danger to yourself or others, right? And and you pull in there any given day, and it looks like a car, Costco parking lot on a Saturday. You know, it's just police cars, <laughs> right? Uh, from from six or eight different jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it, it's it's nonstop, nonstop. Um, so something's gone on. Something, some some switch got hit along the way. Well, certainly. I mean, just, I mean, like I said, I could see it from my perspective. It, you know, in 20 years, going from that being a very infrequent call for service, something very, in, you, hell, I could go, I could go a couple months and not even go to a mental health call, just depending oh, on yeah. where they fell. And then, then it goes to every night. So that's a huge difference. And that is being felt all over. I mean, everybody in law enforcement that I talked to yep. has had the same experience. Yeah. That that has become a huge, huge increase in their call volume and the resources that they have to use it's it's just been extremely taxing right and our state requires that uh a law enforcement officer stay with them right for the entire process yes and that could so be so you talk about draining the street I mean, the it could be the whole already shift. been drained yeah and it could be the whole shift into yeah. the next shift yeah it's it's bad so yeah I, i'm a bit of a uh, stats nerd um i i love stats so in preparing for this, I, I started pulling up stats. Uh, all right, go ahead, nerd. All right, I'm going to nerd out here a second. Uh, so Kaiser Family Foundation did a, a survey uh, t- for 2022, and uh, 90% of respondents believe that the U.S. has a mental health crisis. So overwhelmingly, the general population feels something is really, really wrong. So it's not just us. No, no, we're not crazy. 
sort of. Well, <laughs> um, well. <laughs> one in five adults, so 20%, rate their own mental health as fair or poor. Uh, 65% of respondents believe um, that it is absolutely a crisis for uh, children and teenagers. Mm. And that tends to be the teenagers and yep. the young 20-somethings no are where we're uh, getting our active shooters from. Um, according to CDC, suicide rates are at a 40-year high. And it is now the second leading cause of death for people between the ages of 10 and 14 and 25 and 34. Wow, between 10 and 14. Right. And that is a total age-adjusted increase of 35% between the years 2000 and 2020. Hmm. This is data, folks. And, yeah. And, and yeah. there's more than one data source that's saying this. We are a total mess. Oh, yeah. Now, and, and this is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop this one and then I'm going to step back a second. 54% uh, of our gun deaths, according to the National Safety Council, 54% of our gun deaths, so more than half, are suicides. Yep, nope, I've, I've read that. That's absolutely true, that the majority of your gun deaths are suicide. So, we know we got a problem. We do. But it goes back to how do we counter the folks that are saying, well, the other problem is the guns. You got to empty those guns. If we didn't have all those guns available, people can't commit suicide. If you don't have those guns available, they can't go commit mass shootings or homicides. Oh, okay. All right. Do you want me to, that's want me we, to well, dive that's, into this? Yeah, that's what we get hit okay. with. Okay. All right. So, um, let's see. As of 2012, so that's a 10-year-old set stat that was that was one of the the few i could find along those lines uh there had been a 45 percent increase in uh, gun related assaults and and we know that that cities all over that we got double digit increases in sure right okay so but ooh, that's a good one i i'm, a, I'm circling back to that one um guns so, according to the Small Arms Survey, and this is done by the Graduate Institute of Developmental Studies out of Geneva, Switzerland. Sounds very... Sounds pretty official. Sounds pretty prestigious. It does. Um, there are 393 million privately owned firearms. Wow. In the United States. That's okay. a lot of guns. Well, then, I mean... Honestly, that didn't really surprise me. No, I mean, it doesn't surprise me either. I mean, it, but it is. And I, and is I will a add, lot, nor does it bother me. No. Right. No. And, and let, me, let me dispel this. And, and Denny, you correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. We know a lot of cops, right? We do. Right. We, we, we've been doing this a very long time. Too long. And, you know, I hear sometimes from the, the, the anti gun people yep. that, uh, well, you know, this is to, to help law enforcement. Okay, great, great. Okay. I think they would be surprised to learn that most cops are are not part of this anti-gun, gun ban crowd. Well, it, it seems that most aren't. And definitely most that in the circles that we're around are definitely not no. on board with that. There are some. And there are some police leaders out there that are 
Well, there are police leaders that will say anything. I mean, they're, well, they're, a lot of them are dancing monkeys. Well, that's and a whole, you know, whatever the tune is. That's a whole dance. other episode. That's not this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on track. That's a different episode. Style, style. Coming up. Uh, that was my inner Nick coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I don't think most of our, our colleagues, you know, feel that this is something that is going to work. All right. So if there are that many guns... That means obviously we have a lot of gun owners. Well, just so you know, there's 320 million people in the United States. So there's more guns than people. Okay. I mean, that almost says to me, though, that a large portion of your population feels that they need a firearm. Well, and and that's funny that you mentioned that because 40% of the population, according to Pew, uh, has a firearm. That's ironic, isn't it? Pew. It is. Um, has a that stinks. <laughs> that was a dad joke. Forty <laughs> um, percent of of U.S. homes have a firearm, right? Right. And so we had for AR and AK style firearms. This is the National Shooting Sports Foundation. They were. 24.4 million imported or manufactured between 1990 and 2020. Mm. Uh, 2.8 million were produced for sale, most of those being actually purchased um, since 2020. Um, 19.9 million guns sold in 2021, which was actually down 12.5% uh, from 2020, where 22.8 million firearms were sold the ar consistently being that was 2020 2020 what do we have going on 2020 that nah, might have sparked people to i'm forgetting i'm not i'm not take sure. their own protection uh, in their that? own hands uh, uh operation enduring clusterfuck i think that was an i think uh, that was in effect uh, the, the covid yes the covid thing yes so yeah so uh, ironic that during that time you see that many guns purchased which again says to me yeah that a lot of people feel that well, and, and here's the other thing, too. It's it's not just us, you know, um, like your, your typical, you know, white dude, middle-aged <laughs> white dude going down and buying it. Right. One of the highest uh, increases in firearms purchases were for minorities and women. They were outpacing us white guys. And again, that's where people are thinking that, you know, they don't believe the government will be able to help them. And... So people are taking their personal protection, you know, in their own hands, which is, is again, uh, it doesn't bother me. No, no. no I mean, it's, if it's, if you're not committing a crime, I, what you have in your closet or your safe is your business. I just I just think it's odd, you know, or not odd or just ironic that you have so many people screaming that we got to get rid of guns, get rid of guns, and talking about that, you know, that the country wants to get rid of these guns, and but you're seeing all these gun purchases. Well, yeah. To me, that that says the opposite. That people, you know, want to be able to protect themselves. Right. Want to be able to have a means to protect themselves or their family or their home. If it was a, a country that everybody wanted to get rid of guns, we wouldn't be selling any. Right. And the, and the AR wouldn't be it, consistently at yeah. at the top of the sales figures. I mean, there are but so many right leaning uh, middle aged white guys that can buy ARs. <laughs> That's just true. Um, you know, I mean, we might have more than one, but still, I mean, there's a point. Yes. Um, where, you know, you, 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 your closet can't fit that anymore. Uh, your, your safe can't fit that. But 
yeah, so there's a disconnect there, for for sure. Um, but let's look at this other one. So every stat that you look at has firearm, or excuse me, has law enforcement officers at roughly eight hundred thousand, give or take, uh, uh, in the country. Right. Okay. Roughly eight hundred thousand cops. Now that's everybody from. Uh, the tiniest little township in, you know, East Bumblefuck, right? Sure. The town constable. Exactly. Uh, all the way up to, you know, the FBI. Right. 800,000. Again, this is policing a country of 320 million people across a continent. Yeah. With 393 million firearms and ARs are somewhere in that uh, ARs, AK, the quote unquote assault weapons, you know, are are somewhere. Oh, we're, we're probably pushing 30 million. Mm-hmm. Easy. Right. Sure. Easy. So they come down and go, well, we fix the active shooter problem. These the mass shooter problem, these weapons of war. And we're going to uh, institute uh, an assault weapons and a high-capacity mag ban. And that'll fix it. Our, so, vi- our gun violence so problem. How, let me ask you. How are we going to get all? Well, that is a good question, Denny. How are we going to get all those guns? And who's going to go get them? Well, the, the, the president had, had said, and he didn't say it last week when when he gave his statements after discussing his favorite flavor of ice cream mm. he'd said previously that um there wasn't going to be a uh like a, a confisc- confiscation it, it would it everything i've seen leads me to believe that it is going to be the guns are no longer transferable right all right um you you can't buy anything else I guess your high-capacity mags have to live in your closet or your gun safe. But they're, they're not going to come door-to-door and collect them. They're not going to demand that you turn them in. Okay. So they're out there. And all these people that... that I, I think there's a large portion of the population that believes that the minute some politician signs that into law, that, that suddenly the, these are going to vanish like, you know... Obi-Wan getting struck down by Vader. It's just... Well, you know, cocaine and Disappears heroin, into the force. Cocaine and heroin's illegal. Why are we having so many problems with that? There's no cocaine or heroin. What are you talking about? They made it illegal. It's banned. It's banned. Oh, what are you... Oh, jeez. Oh, How could there be... No. I must be mistaken. Yeah, I think I think you are mistaken. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I mean, it works so great with alcohol. Oh, yeah. Oh, fan- <laughs> fucking fantastic with alcohol. I... Uh, and 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 look, you know, and the people people also go like, oh, oh, you know, cops are you know the big government people. Most of us aren't, because we recognize that somebody's got to go out and enforce that big government, and we'd prefer it not be us, right? Um, so, yeah, these things are not going to go away with the stroke of a pen. No, they're they're no. they're going to be out there in private no. hands. So then that takes you to the other side. Well, how do you get them out of private hands? Because at some point they're going to realize, shit, this didn't work. I'm sorry, there's not enough of us, and there's not enough of us that are willing to do it. Well, I mean, you already have a whole bunch of already said <laughs> if they were, that you have plenty of law enforcement agencies that have said, yeah, we're not going to go confiscate these things. And of course, they don't want a bloodbath on their hands. No, and I don't. I don't think every. I mean, but 
just on principle. Well, I, sure. I, I just, I, I'm, I, no. And and we can barely manage the actual crime, like the day to day. Right, and then you want to go and, and start crime. trying to seize weapons. Where the fuck are we going to put them? Yeah, all eight hundred thousand of us. Are we going to get police dump trucks? <laughs> you know, we're going to get the put a red and blue light on a fucking dump truck and go right around right. and load that thing up with them. And, and, but, Holy but, shit! But when I talk to people, right, that that think this is you know like oh the assault weapons ban it's a great idea the high cap mag ban it's a great idea and i'm like how do you account for the fact that these things are still in private hands and if you're not content to have them in private hands after that you go oh they're not transferable okay really there's all kinds of things cocaine is not transferable yet it is transferred every day (laughs) no (laughs) um so how do you how do if that that doesn't work then then how do you counter it are you sending cops door to door and and when I, I pose this question to people that feel really really strongly about this issue um well i don't think people think it through they don't think to the next step they think it sounds great we're going to ban these guns we're going to make them all legal we're going to outlaw them there's going to be bans on Assault weapons or however you're going to define assault weapons. Right. High capacity magazines, and they're all illegal, and nobody can have them. Didn't you know but an assault weapon is a weapon of war? Oh, God. Here we go. You know, no, that, that AR bullet explodes in you, just, you know, unlike a regular bullet. In, it, it, this is where I said we were going to hurt some feelings. You know, bullets are designed to be lethal. Yeah, that's what that's what the design is. For. It's not; they're not so, designed to, to not make get, you leave you feeling good about yourself. Yeah, they're not going to fly through the air and give you a kiss. No, they're, it's it's designed to be lethal. That's that's what they're there for. It, it, you wouldn't hunt with them if they weren't lethal. Um, but but the thing is, when I pose this question, right? I got you. I never get an answer. Well, that's because nobody has the answer for that next step. Okay, we're going to ban them. They're all going to be illegal. How do we get them? What do we do with them? But but nobody gives the answer. It's 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 like it's magic. It's it's magic. They're just magic. Magically, like David it's all Copperfield them yeah. and they're going to be gone. Yeah yeah yeah. We're going to clone <laughs> Doug Henning and send him around with a magic hat and a, a rabbit, and he's going to collect all the ARs around the country. How? But but that's the thing that I, it just leaves me dumbfounded every time I have this conversation with somebody. Well, it's unfortunately the focusing on taking guns is is that easy, quick answer. We got to get rid of the guns, and and we as Americans love easy and quick. Well, we do, and that's that quick. And we got to get rid of the guns, get rid of the guns, and we don't have the problem anymore. Well, it doesn't really solve the problem. The problem is much larger than firearms. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and then I think. Um, you pulled up uh, another one of these uh, handy-dandy statistics. Uh, 2.6% of firearms assaults are committed with rifles, long guns. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that. That 2.6. And Rob, as you see these mass shootings, you see active shooters, you see it's covered by the news so much. And you see, man, there's just rifles everywhere. You know, people are getting gunned down by rifles left and right well that's really just not the case they're actually pretty rare circumstances now they garner the biggest media attention because you don't hear about the 200 people that are shot with handguns in chicago over a weekend no you, you, you just don't 
that's you know you don't hear about this those individual incidents you don't hear it. there so many of them but it's you know the the active shooter things garner that media nationwide constant media attention so it really almost looks like there's just an exorbitant amount of rifle assaults and that's just not the case oh uh, well see, just you, not you touched on something with your last statement oh, this shit. is this is gonna come hey when i do that this this is gonna this is gonna i told everybody out there that this is gonna be a little bit stream of consciousness tonight we got a lot of things on our mind but um you said all that media attention yes sir so i got a theory I got a theory. Yeah. We're going to put that on our next shirt. I got a theory. <laughs> By the way, we do have shirts on a website. Yes. Yes. We've actually had uh, some people order them. We did. Yes. Yes. Um, so. And it wasn't my mom. <laughs> <laughs> is, is your mom that good about shopping online? No. no okay. Um, the um, So, the media attention, right? Uh-huh. And my theory is that. The fact that the media jumps at this, you know, wall-to-wall coverage for, you know, one, two, three, four weeks straight, politicians falling out of the, 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 the sky, you know, it's it's everywhere, it, it's, it's massive levels of attention, and the people that are really messed up, that, that really want to make a splash, they go, this is the way to do it. Yes. This is the way to get attention to myself. And in their impaired brains, this is how they're going about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's that, yeah, I get, I'm going to get my 30 seconds of fame. Right. Well, right. you know, and I will tell you, going back to my only criticism out in Nashville, I didn't have any issue with the body worn camera being released, but I did not like the video released of the suspect in the school. Walking to the, I just did, I, and the only reason I didn't, and you know, and it's it's their decision to release that, and I understand reasons why behind it, but what I don't like is I, I still feel you're giving that fucking shit bag their thirty seconds of fame by having them showing that video of them walking around the school with that fucking rifle. So, I, so I hadn't thought about that, but you know, I don't that, like it. that. That's a good point. I, I, I I'm not even sure we should say the shooters' names. No, I mean, I just... Uh, and there's a bunch of journalists that would lose their shit over that. We but went, we did... That was a trend for a little bit. Where we we're not going to give your picture. We're not going to put your name up there. You know what? You're going to be on the ash heap of history. And period. unfortunately, that doesn't hold because people just... They want to know. You know, right. want to know who this person is. What led them... People want to be able to rationalize and wrap their head, which you just... You don't want to be able to wrap your head around so no, much. No. The but, average person... The average person yes. that is reasonably mentally healthy cannot wrap their brain around But that. that's that's the idea behind it is you want to be able to, you know, make some sort of sense. So you want to find out who is this person? What did they look like? What led to this? What happened? What's their background? And, and I get that. And we're probably where we can't keep all that away. But I do think... They did not need to show the video of that shooter walking through the school. I just, I feel like anybody else that's having some ideology like that sees that and go, oh man, there they are. Look how badass they are walking through the school. You know, I can like do that. that. Right. And I just, that didn't sit well and I'd have preferred that not be really, I'm okay with the body worn camera because that shows this is what's going to happen to your ass when you come show up to do this shit. Um, and these guys are going to take care of business. It shows the police handle it. Right. But I felt like the other video just kind of showed, I don't know, it, it felt like it was that, that again, that 
a little bit of fame for the even you know shoot's not here but uh, i don't know just i, I didn't right i don't i i, I you know what i, I preferred I, not i i hadn't thought about that but i, I agree i agree i i but, but there i I, th- I think this is how people disturbed individuals are, are saying that i i can go out and mm-hmm. i can go out in a blaze of glory yeah you know um which takes me to yet another step so we know that that active active shooter i mean has been around in some form or fashion our entire lives yes but i mean it it was i mean it was like aliens landing on the white house lawn rare <laughs> right <laughs> you know until 99 columbine so 24 years ago yep. we're kicking off what amounts to the beginning of the active shooter era yeah right mm-hmm. and you know we we have some that that happen uh along that timeline but when do we start picking up the most steam well tell me how well i will with my trusty <laughs> book of statistics um we have the iphone coming out in 2007 oh right screen time yeah and then we have uh as of april 2013 that is the first year that over half of uh, the U.S. population, 56%, owns a smartphone. Wow. And f- Facebook and Instagram and mm-hmm. now we got TikTok. YouTube just blows up, right? Well, you're just you're bombarded with yeah, social media, screen time. Well, and and I, you know, God, God forbid that I cite the New York Times because you know, once in a while they they do something <laughs> worthwhile. Uh, they had a really in depth piece on um, like uh, the the mental health of teenage girls, vis a vis like Instagram, right, and, and um, uh, Facebook, but it, it was mostly Instagram. But it's all under the Meta umbrella, and uh, Meta's facing a host of lawsuits related to that really saying that their algorithm is designed to to keep uh teens particularly teen girls online um as much as possible and that it's doing damage to their mental health Mm. and how we advertise ourselves yeah i mean you think about that i mean growing up you didn't have Facebook to show the pictures of what you just got today or what you're doing yeah. today or where you're going um, for everybody to see, you know, it um, that has just... Oh, look at Becky. Becky's living her best life. Becky's life's a dumpster fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's just putting <laughs> these great <laughs> pictures on Facebook. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and I, I'm convinced that, you know, while I don't go in for, you know, is, it necessarily is, is meta liable for this you know or, or, or do they do they have some sort of uh, civil liability for this um because i think you know parents and individuals play an enormous role in that but you know it's definitely contributing to the mental health situation well i, I think that's a, a unique stat that you bring up that really does highlight a potential trend mm-hmm. i mean i don't even think but i think that's a, a pretty darn good correlation oh yeah oh yeah uh, i mean it's something's happening but then we get into 
you know, okay, if, if we're going to say guns are not the, what do we the, do? the way you solve this, okay? And and even if you hate guns, I'm just going to tell you right now, that genie's been out of the bottle for well over 250 years, and you're yes. not putting it back. Well, there's there's more solutions. The, the biggest thing that I don't like is the knee-jerk reaction. we got to make a decision right now. And what happens is you make knee-jerk reaction decisions, and you end up spending time, resources, money on implementing something that ends up not having a real good result for you. And it ends up becoming a waste as opposed to just let's look at the incident, look at what happened, look at the... If, if I ban ARs, is it going to reduce the 40-year high in suicides? Right. For the person right now that is not in their right mind, that is on the brink of, of doing something horrendous, is it going to stop them? No. 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 The, the person in six months, is it going to stop them? Most likely not. So so what do you, what do you think that, um, you know, if, if, if we sit here and we agree, yeah, mental health's the issue. Yep. Mental health's the root cause. Um, how do we fix it? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to do a lot of things. Um, first being, we need to really dive in and look into mental health. I mean, spend the money, spend the resources. There is obviously something going on with mental health in this country and probably globally. I mean, but... And, and you know what? I'm okay as a taxpayer with my taxpayer money being spent on that. Right. Well, I mean, it it is coming into the forefront now, it seems like. Um, there's a lot more focus on it, but it's still not nearly enough. Um, well, you look at, um, you know, the, the, the pandemic messed up all kinds of stuff, right? And we're seeing the, 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 the damage, the actual psychological damage that, that kids went through, you know, either being out of school or having to do remote school. Yep. Um, and then I look at lo- localities like our, our state capital down the road where they're like, oh, we're going to do online school. Right. Um, I'm sorry, but there's a lot of these kids that are living in households that, you know, don't have a laptop. The school system is so fucked up, they probably not going to provide one. And um, who's monitoring them? It's, it's, it's utterly unworkable. It's no, it's, it's and, not. And so now do feasible. we have a, another generation that we have damaged as a result? Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. Um, you know, because I, I, I look at, you know, like my kids and, you know, we thankfully and the school system thankfully had the resources, uh, to, to, to pull that off and us to come out on the other side of that. Okay. But you know there's a lot of places it didn't yes and so I, i'm saying we probably took a can of gasoline and dumped it on the existing fire <laughs> well definitely mental health needs to be a focus point of not just this tragedy but future tragedies but with what's going on right now in the country that, that mental health needs to be a focus um but aside that there are still some kind of intermediary things that can be done um that i think should be explored i mean and and we and it goes back to um and we'll get on i'll I'll save this for my back pocket before i get to that things like hardening the school 
hardening up that that target. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna focus on protecting schools first, um, and I'm not talking about that you got to give all the teachers guns and no, stuff like and, that. No, and I mean, believe it or not, I actually don't support that. Well, uh, the problem with that is because um, a lot of teachers, mo- all the teachers I know, they don't want to do that. Well, they don't, and you, you have to. That has to be something that you are mentally prepared to do, that you want to do, and that you're trained to do. I mean, police officers carry firearms. And I have to qualify. I have to go through a lot of training. But you understand I, that when you become a police officer, yes, you're going to carry yes, a firearm. That, when you become a you know a fifth grade teacher, correct? You know that so, that's not usually nope. part of the job description. I, I'm with you 100 percent on that. I think we definitely shouldn't be forcing that on. Um, and but for the teachers that say, "Hey, I would carry a firearm, and I want to carry a firearm," that's fine and dandy. But I think you need to explore that a little deeper because it's it's not as simple as just, "Hey, well, I'm going to throw a gun in my waistband, or I'm going to throw a." gun in my, my bag and come to school there's it's a lot of responsibility with it i mean there are so many dynamics with it there's so many things you have to prepare for and train for if you're going to carry a firearm and not only that carry a firearm but carry it into a closed enclosed environment like a school and end up being faced with the potential of having to use that well that, and there's, there's a, a difference to it there's a difference between carrying a firearm and carrying a fire a firearm in a professional um setting Yes. You know, with with professional expectations. Right. Right. And, you know, that's not to say that, you know, if, if, you know, the average citizen shouldn't carry. No, absolutely. I fully support the average citizen carrying if that that's what they want to do. Um, but it's different when, you know, it, it's it's not just about protecting yourself. It's protecting some someone else. Yes. You know? And other, and, other people, and, you mean children, the most valuable resource we have to us is our children. And so I, I agree with you. I think. I'm not jumping in the arm in the teachers. I don't think that's a great idea. Um, but there are other ways to do that. Well, you know, other I ways mean, to, to, to put armed folks in the schools if yes, need be. If, if, if you want to put armed, I'm for that if it's professionals, whether it's police, retired police, things like that that are, that are trained and have spent a career or are willing to spend a career Vets with that for tool of the to trade, then, then okay. Yeah. That's, I think that's, a potential solution other things you know you know why don't we gate these schools in hmm? i mean a gate and you have a a pass key to get in you, you come in the morning and for the morning you open that gate for 45 minutes with your security or your school resource officer while the kids are coming in and when school starts the gate closes he leaves the post and if you're late you got to buzz in right well look at the other one you know there's at least the entrances right so this shooter just shot out the, the, the glass. I mean, it's nothing more than well, safety not only glass. that, she walks right up to the school with a rifle, a pistol carbine, and a hangar. Walks right up to it. If you've got a, if you're in a, a gated school, now this person has, and I'm not talking about a, a prison gate with freaking razor wire and all that shit on top of it. I, I'm talking about a gate. That's just a barrier. Now, does it prevent everything? No, but she would have to climb over this gate with all that gear and all that shit on her. The time, and then you know, make her way from the gate to the building, and that gives a lot of time for security cameras to pick up that something's wrong, something's going on. Is it foolproof? No, but it is a a potential solution. And I know the argument is, I, I definitely don't want to hear when people go, "Oh, it's going to cost money." I don't fucking care. When it comes to schools, if you want to do and protect these schools, then you spend the money. What about ballistic glass on the door? Well, that's the other one. It, I mean. And again, they're going to go, well, the, the money. I don't want to hear money. 
We're talking about schools that need to be number one. If, if the air conditioning breaks in your house, you're going to pay the money to get it fixed to priority. Schools are priority. Pay the money, upgrade the glass. But the other argument is, well, it's going to look like a prison. Oh, yeah, these kids are going to school to look like a prison. Yeah, but you know what? There's ways to do that without it looking it, like a prison. Exactly right. Exactly. And, and, and at the end of the day, if my kid's going to public school and it looks like a prison, I would much rather have that than... You know, them walking in that school and looking like a, you know, Leavenworth. But when they walk in there, I know they're solid. They're good. Yeah. They're going to be safe. Then opposed to having it be a fucking fantasy land and walk in there and go, well, shit, I hope nothing happens today because who yeah. knows what will happen. Yeah. I, so, I mean, like, I know, you know, it, it, uh, the schools in my county, they, they, they do the ID check and stuff when you come in. Right. And all that. And they have to buzz you in and buzz you out. But it's still, you're still talking about large glass doors yeah like this person shot out yep okay so i can spray that with enough lead and i'm in in yeah and we're you know we saw it was a matter of seconds um, so yeah harden up the schools you know make efforts to harden up these locations make it more difficult it's oh, right. not that hard to do well and you know the other one because we saw this coming off of uh 2020 and uh the george floyd stuff that oh we don't want school resources school resource officers oh gee uh, yeah. we, we can't have that no no we can't have kites yeah, it's, see, it's the school to prison pipeline i'm like <sighs> when a person like that walks into your school you're gonna want their resource officer there yeah exactly i mean and, that's and, just and, plain I mean, and simple and just down the road in our state capital that was a major yeah. issue yeah you know, I, we we don't want this in our school why your kids kill each other with some degree of regularity <laughs> right Right. Yeah. Um, that was just, that's just nonsense. And again, that's that knee jerk reaction of, oh, we got to do something to, to curb this. And, you know, at that time, you know, police are the problem. They're the issue. They're, they're, they're causing these things. They're instigating issues and take them out of the school. Yeah. You know, so in order to, bad uh, idea. And, and so in order to uh, uh, give the middle finger to law enforcement, it, it was, we were going to do so at the expense of our children's safety. Yeah, wonderful idea. Um, that's just ridiculous. That's just nonsense. Just plain ass nonsense. Yeah, and and, and you, you don't need a SWAT team at the school. No, you just need a a capable, competent school resource officer who is on site throughout. Yep. And here's an, another, and we'll throw it out there because we did talk a lot about mental health being the issue, mental health being the problem, the issue with red flag laws. <laughs> I'm turning my mic off and going home now. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a solution that's been proposed, and states have our state has one. So, for those that don't know, how does our state red flag law work? Well, Al, um, actually, and and I have some information because when I first got in law enforcement, I went and I worked for uh, DCGS for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was working on. Are you sure you want to admit this? Sure, sure. Okay. All right. I, I, my, I mean, it was, it was not a bad position. Um, and these judges, and it was a great agency, and I had great supervision there, and um, great folks I worked with. Um, you know, but my task was that red flag law on, on training for the red flag law. So, um, and I got to tell you, I mean, I'm pro Second Amendment, no doubt. Anybody that knows me, I'm pro Second Amendment, but there is some validity to having the means to 
you know, remove firearms from someone that is believed to be dangerous. I think some caveats to that, there needs to be some due process. Um, I, I think it needs to go through law enforcement, which Virginia law does. Well, and it, it doesn't just go through law enforcement. It has to go through our Commonwealth attorney, which is, uh, you know, the district attorney. It has Correct. to go through the district attorney's office. But law enforcement has to investigate. It. It's not just a matter of, you know. The jilted uh, ex Showing who can, up, who can call it in and, going, and go? They're crazy. Yep. You need to take his guns. He's going to shoot the place up, and and you need to take his guns. And then suddenly the SWAT team's at the door taking your guns, and that's right. that. And you're left holding the bag. And that's what a lot of people worry about. That you're going to have the the ex that calls in, or the the angry neighbor that doesn't like because your dog shit on their lawn, and now they're going to call and talk about you know and say you're, they're crazy. They're going to go down to see a magistrate and whatnot and say all this shit. But 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 now. Now, in the defense of people that go, yeah, that'll, that's what will happen. We, as as, as cops, uh, we, we see that happen. That happens with all kinds of things. It, it does. It does. But I think that's, I, I do think Virginia did a pretty decent job with that on that, you know, it has to be reported to law enforcement. And law enforcement has to investigate it. So they're not just going to take, they shouldn't just take the word. Now, that's part of it, too, is, you, you know, you hope that your law enforcement agencies are doing their due diligence they're taking the information and they're looking into it and should be examined. Okay, so what exactly did they say? What happened? Can you show me some documentation? You know, you know. Well, I don't have any text messages. I don't have any voicemail messages. Uh, I don't remember when they said this. There were no witnesses to what this person said, other than me, the complainant. You have to be able to substantiate it. Um, so I think that helps. Um, and then you know, once if they end up do seizing your arms, you firearms, you do get a hearing in court where again and the standard is even a little bit higher when you come to court to show why they need to remain in the custody of law enforcement so so just for the sake of argument and so the listeners understand if 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 i'm completely innocent i'm minding my own business but i happen to own a bunch of guns right and i just happen to get romantically involved with a crazy person that decided they had an axe to grind and they put me through this okay do I have a means to, you know, not just get my guns back, but but to be have have my reputation restored? Well, I mean, as far as your reputation, you know, I, I think that or, is, to, or to at least to be legally whole. Well, for legally whole would be you would show up to the hearing and you would present. This is why I should not have anything taken from me. This is why this person is everything they're saying is, is false and correct and be able to present why you're not and in virginia it's called a substantial risk order why you're not a substantial risk right um and it's and the burdens on the commonwealth to basically say why you are and if they don't have to support it then right the the evidence is either there or it's not and there was a couple of cases and I, I wish i had the articles with me but there was some cases where um you know i know an individual got um, their weapons taken over an incident. And, and, and from what I understand, and I spoke to somebody at that age, and, and the incident was pretty legit. I mean, they were, it was a pretty legit threatened incident, and they had guns, they had only a couple guns, and they were taken. Um, but when it came to court, when it came to the hearing, the other party decided they didn't want to, they didn't want to come to court, didn't want to have anything to do with it anymore. So everything got returned. Hmm. Now, from what I, they were told, it said, no, this was actually a legit incident. This guy actually was, 
you know, a danger. He was making threats. It was the real deal. But as far as the law went for the statute, once it came to the hearing, you, you can't make the argument anyway. You don't have the, the, the other party there to, to give that evidence for substantial risk. And they got the firearms back. So whether they should have got them, you know, when they need to have them back or not, the law worked in the essence of if you didn't show that risk. If this if the state didn't meet its burden. Exactly right. Okay. So but are there other states that do it differently? Well there are. I mean there's states that have a much more liberal um red flag law and some of them, you know, the a doctor can go and basically sign the order saying that your firearms need to be removed. Um, and then there's others where a person can go, like in Virginia, you know, you can go before the master and swear out a warrant. You know, you could go to the master and say, Jimmy came over to the house and punched me in the mouth and I want to get an assault warrant. And you can get a warrant. States with that red flag all like that have that where they can do that. They can go down and basically swear out that, hey, Jimmy was angry. He pointed his pistol at me. He said he's got a bunch of guns. He's going to shoot me and kill everybody else around me. And you probably need to go take his guns. And then, Boom. Order signed, and he goes gets his gun. Complete, completely false. Right. Completely false. Nobody has to. They're not. Nobody's mandated to investigate it. No law enforcement agencies right. are mandated to vet the information. It's just this person came down and said, "Hey, they're a threat because of this." And so, they just show up and take your guns. Yeah. Knock down your door and so. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I, I don't support that. No. You know, and and Virginia's law is definitely not. It's not foolproof, and I don't think there was any law that would be completely foolproof i mean are there people that could potentially have their firearms taken that didn't do anything wrong yes sure. so so I, I guess i'm interviewing you now <laughs> go ahead <laughs> the uh the um uh go ahead. i mean you got no more comments. experience doing this but um it, it, it's, it's safe to say that there's like uh, a 50 state patchwork of how to do this well and only a handful of states have them right um and i don't think virginia's done many I, they hadn't done many. I mean, when I first started in a position there, I was gathering some articles of some of the risk orders that have been actually signed and, and weapons have been taken and stuff like that. And some of the incidents, I mean, were pretty legit stuff. And yeah. I, you know, I had some people from different agencies calling me and asking me questions and you know, how's it supposed to work? And we're a little confused about this part of the law. I mean, and again, there was a little bit of gray area here and there, but. I did see that there, it, it, it had some validity because I saw a lot of jurisdictions had, and most agencies have it. You have that person that's always a problem, calling in, making threats. Police ever come to my house again? I'm gonna shoot y'all sons of bitches. Um, and you know they have you have recurring incidents with them where their mental health is definitely going for the worse and it gets worse and worse and they start making threats and the threats get worse yeah. some of them do have guns but it seems like every agency has that that one or two people that are a constant problem that do have guns and, and you talk about it, you're like yeah i'm just waiting for the day where they go nuts and we start taking gunfire so when you have those things you know now it's actually a direct threat to the law enforcement the law enforcement can now well, of course they have direct knowledge of it it's a threat against them they can go and and look to get a risk order and take those weapons but i remember we had several incidents with folks that made threats and we're like man it's just a matter of time before we show up here and he's going to cap off a couple rounds at us or we're going to take gunfire it's you know that he's getting worse and worse and we had no recourse no means to actually remove firearms this gives a, a potential yeah it's something to chew on 
Yeah, you know, I, I, I can have, I, I can see both sides of that coin. I mean, just like I, I like to think that, that good cops don't want bad cops in their ranks. You know, good gun owners don't want bad gun owners. In their and ranks. that's right. I you think know? that's exactly right. And for people that are, are not responsible, that are making threats, that are acting like total buffoons in right. possession of firearms, then they need to get their shit taken. But, but I understand, too, the, the sentiment that, you know, in our current cultural and political climate that, that people have, I, I think legitimately have, concerns about it being abused. No doubt. Um, I mean, bottom line is any law has the potential to be abused. I mean, there's th- not, unfortunately, not every law enforcement agency is stellar and some, <laughs> and some don't have great reputations and, and may abuse. So any law has just has that potential. So could an agency stretch it? Sure. Uh, I like to think that the majority of applications will be legitimate and will be in good faith. Oh, I guess pre-1980, right? You right. had a network of uh, mental health hospitals around the state, right? Those are mostly gone. How many do we have now? What's that? Mental it, health hospitals? Yeah, like state state run mental ho- health hospitals, and then then the the, the private ones are. I mean, you you have like rehab centers and things like that. But yeah, man, I don't, I don't private. Know. I mean, it's. It is a fraction. Yeah, I mean, it's not many. There's not much. Of what it was. Because we had this whole thing in, like, I think it was starting in the 70s about, well, we, we don't want to stigmatize mental health. So, you know, what happened was we just let people having legitimate mental health issues and in, in crisis just wander about. Well, in not stigmatizing it, we ended up turning a blind eye, it seems like. Yeah. We just kind of looked away. But we look away, it's not happening. So now we have a major issue right now of if somebody needs more treatment than they're going to get going to our local quasi public facility here and, and getting looked at for 72 hours then what i mean if, if they need 30 days or six months of intensive treatment where the hell do they go to get it and the answer is like mm, nowhere or you're going to be released and you're going to be on a waiting list for another six months and probably getting worse all the time. Yep. Yeah. So the, there's there's no infrastructure. No. No. Not for, no. Not for that. And 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 you know if we're talking about like you know hey what do we want our tax dollars spent on? Well, <sighs> again I'm not a big government guy. You know um, I, I I believe in being fiscally responsible, but some sort of public money dedicated to bolstering that in infrastructure that might be a big step to avoiding the next one of these oh denny's over here knocking things over (laughs) (laughs) shit (laughs) no uh, i think you're right i mean there really isn't much infrastructure to support that no no and i think we're in agreement that that's probably the biggest issue we're facing right now i think it a lot of people right. are thinking that that's right. the biggest issue we're facing, yet we have the least resources. Right. And and, and we're going it's just nothing lines up. I mean, and, and I think we, you know, we've been going for a while, so, um, but it, nothing lines up. So we want, we, 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 we hate the cops. We've, you know, society has decided that, that the cops are bad. 
But if we're going to get these awful guns off the street, who's going to do it? It's not the teachers, not the sanitation workers. It's not the firefighters. It's the cops that are going to do it. Right. That's right. Right. And, and then we want to fix the, the, uh, the, the, the problem of gun violence, particularly as it pertains to these high profile incidents like Nashville. Right. Uh, but, um, the, we, we, we want to aim for the guns cause that's quick and sexy, but we're turning a blind eye to, to the root cause of mental health. I, I mean, it, it's, it's like handing a cancer patient an aspirin. Have, and, that's and, a good and, analogy. And saying walk it off. That's a good analogy. You're we're, you're just not focusing on the root issue. No, no. You're you're treating a symptom. Yeah. You're, you're treating a symptom. You're not you're not addressing a cause at all. And and nobody seems to understand that. It's it's like it's it's like it's magic. Like fairies are going to come in and scoop away the bad guns, and and all will be right in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so the so the bottom line is here that it's fantasy that in order to try to make a difference in these in order to try to get some something done mental health needs to be the primary focus absolutely primary focus we need to zero in on that and then in the meantime as well there's some other solutions out there like hardening schools making those targets a little more difficult and i'll throw out the red flag you know and that's a touchy subject i know but i do think it's something to be looked at as as an option if they're done the right way yeah but i mean the whole point is that there's other things to be looked at than just the need we got to get we're going to make the guns illegal make the guns illegal you can sign that law tomorrow yeah, but it's not going to stop. The no, next no. One. Short of the fairies coming in and magically taking the guns away to Never Never Land, it's not going to stop. You're right. It's it's not going to work. So, well, I t- you know, I appreciate everybody's patience tonight. You know, we felt like we needed to talk about this, and like I said, it was stream of consciousness. I think it that's probably where we're at. Would you agree? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I think we had a good topic. Yeah, good discussion. But I um, think that is going to do it for us tonight. Yes, sir. I mean, uh, again, that's a touchy subject. Yeah. A oh, lot yeah. with it. A lot of uh, dynamics to it. But um, but you know what? Our listeners now have a way of letting us know what they think besides just the Gmail, which is wearebadgetothebone at gmail.com. Wearebadgetothebone at gmail.com. They also now have our... Wait for it. Facebook page. Facebook. We're on the old book face. Yes, we're on the facey space. Awesome. Yes, you can find us on Facebook at we uh, at Badge to the Bone. Facebook. Oh, just search Badge to the Bone. All right. Well, we appreciate it. Also, don't forget we got the website at BadgeToTheBone.com, and there is still swag available. So be safe. And be well. We are out.